0: Welcome to SMT Pod, the premier audio publication of the Society for Music Theory. In this episode, John Baxter focuses on emotional responses we experience when we hear a particular type of mode mixture, the teardrop chord, analyzing the enigmatic minor four chord in pop and film music.
1: My undergraduate composition professor said something that changed my entire perspective on music. Like a magician pulling back the curtain to show his tricks, he pointed to a chord in my piece and said, ah, yes, the teardrop chord. Oh, there it is. Do you feel that, that sense of yearning, loss, or heartbreak? The teardrop chord, I later learned, is a minor four chord placed within a major modality. So for instance, if you play F minor well in the key of C major you'll get the teardrop chord. The examples I'll be discussing today are mainly from the past 10 years. However, this harmonic gambit has been in use far before then. In his article, Frank Lehman discusses modally mixed cadences and their roots in romantic concert music repertoire. For instance, in the music of Schumann, Chopin, or or Mendelssohn. And indeed, even in the first measure of Chopin's famous Nocturne, we can hear this harmonic motion in the left hand. Stephen Lights claims that this motion between 1 and 4 suggests sentiment or sublimity. Do you agree? Of course, this is not the only chord progression capable of conjuring sorrow and melancholy. Scott Murphy examines a different chord progression uh, in the film music world, this one being major 1 to minor 3, a immediate relationship. He, he calls this the chord progression of loss. And of course, there are several examples of film scores that utilize this major 1 to minor 3 progression in association with sadness, such as Crash, Pearl Harbor, Legends of the Fall. One large difference between Murphy's loss progression and the teardrop chord is the introduction of a non of a uh, non diatonic pitch. Uh, if we we're in the key of C major, this one this this note would be A flat. Um, so Susan McClary kind of corroborates this idea by saying the fact that the minor four chord is deviant from the diatonic processes of the major key intensifies its functional instability. Its unnatural generation demands resolution all the more. So today, I'll show that in recent years, uh, a trend has arisen of associating the minor four chord with internal sadness, uh, illusion, and loneliness. I'll be discussing film examples from Star Wars, Moonlight, and Love Actually. In popular music examples, I'll be discussing Radiohead's Creep, Post Malone's Stay, and John Mayer's Stop This Train, although there are numerous examples of this chord showing up. So we'll start with Star Wars. Towards the end of The Empire Strikes Back, the characters Han and Leia begin to realize their love for one another. As Han goes to meet his fate by being frozen in carbonite, Leia expresses, I love you, to which Han responds, I know. John Williams created Leia's theme, which appears in scenes such as this one. Starting on the tonic major one chord, Leia's theme then shifts to the minor four harmony over a pedal in the bass. I contend that this harmonic motion captures their relationship very well. Though Han and Leia do love each other, it is clear that their love is not without problems or obstacles. It is certainly not necessarily an inspiring love story. In many ways, an enigmatic and harrowing theme is more appropriate to describe their love than a triumphant and saccharine melody. Later in the film, Luke and Leia look into the distance and begin their plan to save Han. As the film comes to a close, a different theme plays. This theme is titled Han Solo in Leia's Theme, and interestingly bears a strong resemblance to Leia's Theme, each starting with a major six leap in the melody. The harmony under Leia's Theme is predominantly a minor four chord. The harmony under Han and Leia's Theme is predominantly a flat six chord. Now, of course, if we're in the key of C major, F minor and A flat major are related chords, you know, sharing two chord members, including the pivotal enigmatic flex flat six scale degree. By having similar harmonic motion between these two themes, John Williams subtly gives narrative cohesion to these two characters through their themes. The use of non-diatonic scale degrees mirrors the depth and complexity of their relationship as it is presented throughout the films. When used as a finale to Empire Strikes Back, this theme sets the stage well for the final chapter in the series. Let's move on to Moonlight now. Nominated for both an Academy Award and a Golden Globe Award, Nicholas Pertel's score for Moonlight features a simple, yet haunting theme. The story of Moonlight takes place in three parts, centered around the main character, Chiron. In the first section, he is referred to as Little. In the second act, he is referred to by his given name, Chiron. In the final act, he is uh, simply called Black. Growing up in a community hostile towards homosexuality, Chiron continuously feels the need to hide who he is and run from his abusive environment. Alternating between 1 and minor 4, this theme utilizes a small ensemble consisting of only piano and violin. Pertel uses the exact same theme for each of Chiron's life chapters. As he gets older though, the quality of the sound changes, getting deeper and more distorted, almost unrecognizable by the time Little has become black. The music is relatively unemotional. Avoiding any use of extreme dynamics or sweeping gestures, the theme almost mechanically keeps rhythm and moves forward. Yet there is a sense of sorrow and and darkness here. I would argue that this is a perfect encapsulation for the character of Chiron. Throughout his life, he has been forced to just keep moving forward, despite what is happening in his head and heart. People know that he is different and abuse him for his deviance. As he grows older, he takes this vulnerability and pushes it further, and further down. In this case, the teardrop chord is not functioning as a modally mixed cadence. This theme does have a cadence, except the cadence is a perfect authentic cadence later on. Rather, this use of minor four seems to give an inflection of sorrow to the sad character's slow march through life. The chord lifts up to the minor four teardrop chord, but does not stay there, perhaps representing Chiron's true self coming to the surface, but quickly fading away. In steep contrast to Moonlight's emotionally agnostic sound, the music to the 2003 film Love, actually composed by Craig Armstrong, is drenched with emotional pathos. Of interest here is the Glasgow theme, used to describe the relationship between the characters Juliet and Mark. The relationship between these characters is rather emotionally complex. Mark was the best man to the groom at Juliet's wedding. However, unbeknownst to anybody, Mark has fallen in love with Juliet, his best friend's now wife. In an attempt at what Mark later calls self-preservation, Mark feigns a coldness towards Juliet, never speaking to her. All is revealed, though, when Juliet shows up at Mark's door asking about the video he took from their marriage. Juliet finds the footage and plays it, while Mark is forced to stand by. The footage shows nothing but close-ups of Juliet revealing Mark's love for her. The music that plays during this very emotional interaction features heavy use of the teardrop chord. Again, this harmonic motion is associated with a sort of secret sadness present in the character. The major tonality could represent Mark's need to present a front that he is okay with the marriage, but the introduction of the minor four chord belies his heartache that he cannot be with the woman he loves. As the footage comes to a close, Juliet remarks on the camera shot softly, saying, They're all of me. Mark responds, Yes. Yep. Yes. And at this point in the scene, the score introduces a flat three scale degree, which can act as a sort of bridge in between the major and minor tonalities. In the moment of Mark's admission of his love for Juliet, the music becomes fully in the parallel minor, as if the facade has been broken. So far, we've discussed the films Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, Moonlight, and Love Actually. So now we'll pivot to pop music and songs, starting with Radiohead's Creep. Released to huge success in 1992, Creep tells a similar story of unrequited love and a feeling of being different and cast out. Throughout the song, the chord progression 1, major 3, major 4, minor 4, is used, which involves two uses of our enigmatic flat-six scale degree. Guy Capuzzo analyzes the lyrics in relation to the chromatic nature of the ascending soprano line in the guitar. He writes, The highest pitches of the ostinato form a prominent chromatic line that creeps up, then down, involving scale degrees 5, sharp 5, 6, and then flat 6. As the line ascends, the lyrics strain toward optimism, with 5 and sharp 5 set to the words... You float like a feather in a beautiful world. As the line descends, the subject sinks back into the throes of self-pity with six and flat six sets to the words, I wish I was special, you're so very special, in the same verse. The enharmonic relationship between sharp five and flat six thus serves distinct expressive ends, optimism in ascent, despair in descent. In the second verse, the harmonic emotion again supports the lyrics. By singing, I want a perfect body on the major four tonality, the singer expresses a pretty common sentiment reflected in many people's minds. Relatively common sentiment for a relatively common harmony. A minor four chord follows on the line, I want a perfect soul, reflecting something that is perhaps more difficult to obtain, even impossible for the singer. Now we're going to keep things moving with Post Malone's song, Stay. Described by Billboard as brilliant in its somberness, Stay utilizes a very colorful harmonic palette in the verse starting on the four major-7 harmony, shifting to one major-7, and then minor-6-7. The chorus, however, starts with the line, Tell me that it's all okay, on an unambiguous major-tonic triad. Then it moves to the minor-6 chord and the major-2 chord, Post Malone finishes the chorus by singing I'm Here over an encouraging major 4 chord, but the chord shifts to the minor 4 chord on the final line, but don't count on me to stay. Post Malone's use of the minor 4 chord reflects the bittersweet concluding lyrics. He implements the major 2 chord to set up a rising motion, similar to the major 3 chord in Creep. The sharp 4 scale degree pushes the song in an upward trajectory on the line Call me in the morning, tell me how last night went, while the flat 6 scale degree pushes the harmony down, given the voice leading tendencies of the chord. Similar also to Creep, the song ends on a major tonic triad, emphasizing the acceptance and resolved nature of the singer's departure. A song with a chord progression such as Post Malone's Stay is a little harder to understand when using classical theory. Given the major 2 chord, one would expect the next chord to either be 5 or flat 3 Neither of these occur. So after the applied two-chord, the progression rises to four. Perhaps by thwarting the expected motion resulting from the applied two-chord, a feeling of failure and sadness is even more effectively permeated. The sharp IV scale degree should rise to scale degree five, by falling instead to a natural four. A more resigned, downcast impression is given, doubled by the flat six scale degree afterward. Of course, this progression is not uncommon, often known as the Lydian progression 1, major 2, major 4, 1, used in songs such as Seal Green's uh, Forget You, but by introducing both the minor 6 and the minor 4 chord, Post Malone casts a much darker inflection on this progression. Lastly, I'll be discussing John Mayer's song Stop This Train written during what Mayer calls a a quarter-life crisis. Stop This Train is described by Mayer as a feeling of running out of a continually burning hallway, and you can't go back and get your stuff, and all you want to do is yell, I want to go get my stuff, and people go, you can't, keep running. Until this point, I've only analyzed songs that feature the minor 4 chord as either the end of a phrase or as an ornamental passing chord. Stop This Train, in contrast, features a chorus that begins on a minor 4 chord. In the key of C major, it's actually a a minor 4 major 7 chord with the notes F, A flat, C, E natural. The verses tend to feature lyrics about conflict between the singer's confidence in himself and his feelings of anxiety. By using unambiguous major one and major four chords throughout the verse, and then a minor four chord in the chorus, Mayer sets up a sort of reflection of the anxiety within himself. When the chorus arrives, the underlying harmony contributes to the poignancy of the lyrics. Mayer begins the chorus by singing, stop this train, I wanna get off and go back home again. By switching to the minor four chord of the chorus, he shows the inner part of himself, less confident, more anxious about his speedy trajectory through life. The addition of scale degree 7 in the minor 4 chord adds an even deeper layer of meaning. Given the feeling of stasis and ennui associated with the major 7 interval, the combination of this interval with the minor 4 chord causes a feeling of perhaps passive sadness to ensue, as if the singer is just a passenger on a train, powerless to change what is happening, but yearning for an escape nonetheless. After discussing these six examples, I hope I have shed some sort of light on this tendency of associating the minor four chord with a strangely specific emotion associated with feelings of secretive loneliness, distorted positivity, and extreme sorrow. Of course, there are exceptions. For instance, none would argue that Mariah Carey's hit song, All I Want for Christmas Is You, is a sad song. The song is played regularly millions of times over the holidays for joyous crowds. Yet the song does also use the minor four chord and even a flattened three scale degree. I am also, of course, not the first to discuss this particular harmonic device's nature and effects. There are several researchers who have published fantastic work on these harmonic tools. We don't have the time to discuss all the research here today, but you can find their articles in the references for my talk online. By studying the teardrop trope and its use in media, composers can be more aware of the gestures they are using in their own music. Musicologists can perform larger corpus studies, perhaps analyzing this motion as it has developed from the Romantic period into movie theaters and radio stations of today. By keeping this harmonic gesture in our minds and our ears, we can be more sensitive as to why a scene feels so suddenly sad or lyrics suddenly feel so poignant. The teardrop chord just might be the culprit. In closing, I'd like to thank Professor Christine Boone, who was my peer reviewer. Uh, thank you so much for your feedback. In addition, I'd like to thank uh, my professor at the Frost School of Music, Dr. Juan Chata, for showing me that, uh, that my passion can be researched and that I can, I can create valuable and intricate and complex research on equally complex and, and beautiful pop music, film music from, from all across the decades. Um, and lastly, I'd like to thank the composers whose, whose work I uh, studied in this podcast. Thank you so much for creating such wonderful music to enrich our worlds.
0: Visit our website for supplemental materials related to this episode, including a handout of musical examples you can edit for teaching at smt-pod.org. And join in on the conversation by tweeting your questions and comments at SMT underscore pod. SMT Pod's theme music was written by Zheng Chen Lu with closing music by David Voss. Thanks for listening.